In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday, around 11.30 in the morning, on what was supposed to be one of the last days of this school year, an 18-year-old man walked into an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, a town of about 15,000 people. We know the rest of the story rather well. And at the last report that I read, 21 people had died. 19 students, all around the ages of 9 and 10 years old, and two fourth grade teachers. Today, we are left to pick up the pieces to understand why things like this happen, why we have had yet again another outburst of violence, not between the armed soldiers on a battlefield, but in our schools, in places that we all used to regard as safe, at lively centers of learning, but now are places of terror and fear. And for us here in Portland, it hits closer to home. We know people from Uvalde. It is only a little over three hours away from here, 204 miles. It is not some remote place like the Northeast or a major city of millions of people. This happens to be a place that is remarkably similar to us. And we gather here now to ask some of the hard questions that come to our minds every time this happens. Why did God allow this? Why didn't God stop this? Why do these things happen to us? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why are the innocent, the children, Victims of murder, warfare, and violence in this world. And honestly, we have no good answers to some of the questions. There's a sense of tension between wanting everything to be like we think it should be and the reality of the world as it is. There is a sense of having to become comfortable living in the questions without a satisfying answer over and opposed to answers that make perfect sense and also make us happy and ready to carry on with our lives. So first, let me say this. God 
our Heavenly Father, did not will this to happen. God didn't take these students and teachers away from us. God didn't execute some punitive judgment on these peoples just so they would be victims of God's wrath. No. It was not God that did this. But rather, evil. Evil caused a young man to make a terrible choice. Evil took people away in this attack. Evil did what evil does best and caused chaos, pain, hurt, and destruction. All the hallmarks of evil. And we wonder why. And we do ask questions like, if we took guns away, would that stop this? And the answer is both yes and no. Yes, and that maybe this particular incident would not have occurred, or not as many people would have been killed or injured. But no, and that the person who wants to cause havoc will find a way to do it. Just think back not that long ago to June 3rd, 2017, in London, when terrorists rammed their van into pedestrians on London Bridge and then proceeded to stab people until they themselves were killed. In all, 11 people died, and 48 were wounded. I think one solution is, and one thing that we must consider, both as Christians and as a civilized public, is what role do we have in glorifying violence? Many of the television shows that are currently on and available to our children and our adolescents feature some sort of violence, either explicitly or by implication. There are the police crime shows that tend to begin with someone being murdered or being brutalized. And oftentimes the person or persons involved are killed or commit Suicide by cop. There are the video games that we gift to our children. We give them to our children as gifts. And they're virtual worlds on these games. We're killing people. Not even just the bad guys. But just people in general wins you points. The other day, I was in a doctor's office. And there was a cartoon up on one of the televisions in the waiting room. And I was horrified, absolutely horrified by what was on the screen that others, particularly people younger than me, 
found entertaining and engaging. Each year it seems that many of our movies and our shows, our games, novels, even the stories of celebrities themselves get a little darker, a little more violent. A few weeks ago, we had one actor slap a comedian at an award show. At the news, social media, the gossip columns, all had to weigh in on why it was right or why it was wrong or what may happen next. And some raised a question about whether violence between people is acceptable on live TV. Violence, or as some people might say, the ways of this world, is everywhere. It's everywhere. And sometimes we sort of sigh and give up and say, well, it is what it is. But this is not what God intended at all when he created the heavens and the earth. And as Christians, violence and all of its trappings are part of what we should flee from. St. Paul writes in Galatians about the works of the flesh. The works that we should all avoid participating in because they are opposed to the ways of the Spirit of God working in us. Part of that list is anger, quarrels, dissensions, and factions. Rather, St. Paul says that we look, should look for the fruits of the Spirit, for love, joy, peace, patience, and there's several others. When we give evil a foothold, when we participate in the glorification of violence, of a culture that enjoys watching the suffering of others in a virtual world, or even when we turn a blind eye to somebody who is very much in the real and present world, and we turn a blind eye to their suffering and say, they or that person there is not my problem, we are not living up our roles as children of God and as followers of our Lord Master Jesus Christ. The Gospel according to St. John is full of examples of light versus darkness, of good combating evil, of night becoming day. We are children of light. And when Jesus came to this earth, he came to bring life, 
not death. As St. John says, what has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And because Jesus is the light of the world, we are called to be bearers of that light to the world. Jesus, the light, came into this world and the world did not recognize him. Why? Because sometimes we like the darkness better. We like the sin that we sometimes commit. We like the evil sometimes because it seems entertaining or fun or we enjoy it as long as it doesn't happen to us. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. Yesterday, children were killed along with two teachers. Darkness and evil may have seemed to win. Jesus himself was killed violently on a cross A mob persuaded the state to kill an innocent man. And a gory, violent death occurred on what we call Good Friday. And to many, even to the followers of Jesus, it seemed that darkness and evil did win that day too. But we know what happened three days later. Jesus was resurrected. Jesus won the victory over the powers of sin, death, hell, the grave. Jesus won the victory over the forces of evil. We speak of the new creation beginning that day and that we live on this side of a new era. The problem, though, that we keep facing like yesterday is that this present evil age is running alongside this new creation like two cars speeding down the interstate. And until this new creation comes to fulfillment completely, we must recognize sin and death for what they are. Things contrary to the nature and the will of God. So, where was God? Well, God was right there. 
and God is still there, holding the hands of the families, embracing the city, pouring out his love. Not that many weeks ago, we asked the same questions about the invasion of the Ukraine by Russia. And we have asked the same question, it seems more frequently, in many of the horrors and tragedies we see. God is there in the midst of the suffering and the pain. Where? God is acting through all those who share the light of Christ. It is the people who support the victims. The people donating blood because supplies are running low. It is the community rallying together in love and support for one another. It's the acts of love that we see. The fruits of the Spirit that we cultivate. And today we harvest and share. St. Paul reminds us that even if we don't understand what has happened, why it has happened, that one thing we can hold fast to is that God's love for us and God's love for you, Valkyrie, and those who are hurting and grieving, God's love for the innocent people is still powerful and is never taken away from us. He writes, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. And if he were writing today, he would probably add, would school shootings, would war, would terrorism, No, St. Paul says, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, not one thing that we can conceive of 
will ever separate us from the love of God. It is our task to leave here today after we have said our prayers, after some time of reflection, after we have given thanks to God for life and for His love, It is our task to then to go forth, showing, demonstrating, acting out God's love for this world because we, we know it is true. In a few minutes, we will pray. And present ourselves, our souls, and our bodies to be reasonable, holy, and living sacrifices to God, doing those things that would please His heart. What you may ask, might those be? We feed the hungry. All of us feed the hungry. We give water to the thirsty. All of us. We clothe the naked and we shelter the homeless, all of us. We visit the sick, those sick both in body and mind and spirit. We visit the imprisoned, and we work to ransom Captives who are being held hostage by evil men. And we bury our dead. All of us can do this. And in doing this, we show the love of Jesus. Evil did not win yesterday because Jesus has already won the victory over death. Evil did make itself known, but it did not win. Let us all Right now, from this point forward, let us all work just a little bit harder, a little bit more determined to show God's love to this world where we are and in all that we do. Because nothing is ever going to change this world. Nothing will ever heal this world 
like the love of God. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Be beacons in the light and the love of Jesus. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.